Tuesday, November 28th. Nope. It feels like Thanksgiving is actually so long ago at this point. Today we're talking about electric deals, Jersey Green, not what you think, and keyless cars. Can't wait, by the way. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I can't wait for keyless cars. I mean, they kind of already exist, but... Well, There's a lot, a lot of things already exist that I've never gotten to partake of. Right, exactly. That's fair. Yes. Like, <laughs> lots of things exist in Dubai. I've never been there. Never been there. Never I'd like been to there. go there, by the way. Uh, I would love to go to Dubai at some point. Wait, let's just do it. We have, actually, weren't, weren't, <laughs> we in, weren't we in the it. car? Remember the, the Uber guy? Yeah. We, <laughs> we, okay, yeah. Scottsdale. So you got to paint that picture. Kyle and I <laughs> are in Scottsdale at Used Car Week. We get into an Uber, and I don't know what it is, man, but whenever Kyle calls the Uber, it just is a different experience than when I, it just, they're just attached to his profile. It opens up, it smells like, um, let's just say it smells very organic in the Uber, and we're driving, and and the dude's real chill, he's real laid back, and like, you know, we're both like, I don't know, because our last Uber ride prior to that, we literally almost died. Almost died. When yeah, a guy's right. speeding into the little split between the on-ramp and the actual highway, and Kyle's going, stop! Stop, stop, stop. Oh, it was crazy. You're not doing well. And so either way, this guy all of a sudden is like starting to like talk about like these like travel experiences. These these trips that he goes on. And I mean, dude looks like he just got done playing NBA jam for seven hours. Right. Like the Sega version. And he's like, oh, yeah, I met my family in Europe. We went here. He's like, and you know, the one of the most incredible places was Dubai. And he starts talking about Dubai. Kyle and I just like glancing at each other. Like, what? Well, the funny thing was, is he was like, no, it's actually fairly inexpensive. And he went on to explain how basically he did all of Dubai for like less than three grand, including his travel. So I don't know how he pulled that off but kudos to you. I know, I know. We digress so man. It's so much fun just like getting to go places and bring experiences back to share with you or share with one another. And that really is kind of the essence of what a SOTU is. Like how can yeah, we yeah. share experiences with one another, broaden our horizons and be better businesses, be better people, care for our people more. Um, one of the ways we're sharing education and experience is through our webinar series, a SOTU Edge. We've tried to revamp the webinar experience from like 50 minutes in, you're not even listening anymore. You haven't been listening for 30 minutes and you're not gonna watch the recording anyway. Everybody knows that's how it goes. So we cut the format down into a very fast paced 20, to 30 minutes of webinar information, conversation, questions, some laughs. And our next one is going to be on December 13th. So uh, just about two weeks from now with our friends at Upstart going to talk about uh, the power of connected auto retailing, how we're getting all those pieces together, massive conversation all across marketing, all across websites, right? How are we integrating all this stuff from CRMs and people's behaviors here and there. Upstart, they're awesome at it. They're sharing some insights that they've learned from their data, from their experience, and we hope you can join us. You can just do that by going to asotu.com. Scroll up just a little bit. You'll see the picture of Asotu Edge webinars there. Sign up. Kyle and I will be there. We'd love to hang out with you for a little bit. There we go. All right, we doing news? What are we doing? What are we doing? All right, all right, all right. We're doing this today. Yeah, we got some fun news. Okay, uh, here's a big conversation right now. Amid increasing U.S. production and surplus inventory, imagine those two words coming out of our mouths a year ago, (laughs) EVs are seeing significant discounts. Um, However, this buyer's market might not last long. So OEMs from Ford to Tesla have been slashing EV prices in response to a surplus in the U.S. Some discounts as much as now 31 
8%, making wow. them very competitively priced against their gas-powered um, counterparts. For instance, the BMW iX, this one isn't 30,000, with advanced features and touch-responsive sunroof and all this cool stuff, is uh, right now 17% discount. Still a little rich for my blood at 80,195, but also you have the Nissan Aria, 18% discount, it's down to 36.6, while the Hyundai Kona is kind of like, Winning, winning the race right now. Uh, in Atlanta, there's a Hyundai Kona that is 31% discounted, priced at twenty nine nine. That sounds like a sub $30,000 EV for me. Look, a couple things. One, yesterday you said that you better not email me unless you got 30% discounts. Well, that, uh, that dealership. No. <laughs> this article's like a couple yeah. days old. They, they got something to talk about. Well, I didn't get right? the email yet. I didn't get yeah, the email no, yet. No, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, they didn't email me. Uh, but this is this is wild to see this level of deep discounts. Like these are things that we saw, you know, pre-COVID with rebates and incentives and dealer discounts at that level. Um, we, the the market has to right size the EV uh, uh, inventory right now. We were approaching a year day supply. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm interested to see how quickly the market can right itself yep. going one and if it can and get back on solid ground and start to uh understand what supply and demand looks like with mm -hmm. evs because I, like at this point there's been so much invested in it that if it doesn't succeed it'll have a massive like it'll hurt uh dealers oems and and the entire supply chain so yeah um interesting moves here. Well, a good quote from a new voice from, from our halls, Elaine Buckberg, former economist at General Motors and a senior fellow at Harvard, knows a thing or two. Knows um, thing. Yeah. She says, the stories being written that EV, the EV market is falling apart are just dead wrong. And she's obviously alluding to the fact it's just a supply glut right now. And that's what's driving the discounting. Um, yep. You know, EV sales are up two and a half times in the last 12 months, which is 250% for those of you keeping track. Um, wow. So, I mean, things are changing. EVs are moving forward and, uh, you know, legislation is probably what got us here. And speaking of legislation. Hey. Segway. Time. All right, 2035 may just be the new 2030, Kyle. Um, We're gonna have to retire the button. I know, should so we play sad. it? Let's play it. Is this the farewell tour? <laughs> oh, we had a, it had a good run. It had a good run, but now 2035 is just not going to come out the same when you sing it that way. Joining nope. states like California, New York, and Colorado, New Jersey is now doing what it can to speed up its EV transition and has announced a ban on manufacturer sales of new gasoline vehicles by the year 2035. So they're adopting... Yeah. Full no ban. Full ban. East Coast. Let's keep up with California. New Jersey adopts their advanced clean Cali's, Cali's advanced clean cars to regulation, aiming for 100% uh, zero emission new vehicle sales by 2035. So the rule mandates, and here's like, it's like a stair-step approach. This is 43% of cars produced by 2027 must be zero emission. 2027 is not that far away. It's not that far Increasing away. Increasing to 68% by 2030. Um, wow. so it's important to note, this doesn't obviously, uh, put any restrictions or regulations or obligations on consumers or dealers, but yep. dealers can only sell what they can give them by the OEMs. Um, New Jersey coalition of automotive retailers. We got to get in touch with them, by the way, criticizes the move 
citing concerns over consumer choice and affordability, arguing the mandate could significantly disrupt the market, impacting uh, consumers and dealers negatively. Yeah, I think that that's a great way of putting that is, (laughs) will this type of move really in the end impact the consumer ability to purchase, right? Will the pricing be there? Will the access to charging networks? Will all of that support a 43% sales of all new vehicles in 2027? Will it be be ready? That's only four years away. We're talking about these manufacturers that are maybe five to 10%, some manufacturers, EV sales, if that. Yeah. Moving to 43% in that timeline and the market being ready yeah, for it. Yeah, and it is not like the annual average is 10%, but if you look at it, California is like 28%, right? And you right. think you think of all the dynamics which would make California higher, right? Access to infrastructure, um, a general disposition that electric vehicle lifestyle coincides with New Jersey. Yep. It's in the Northeast, if you didn't notice. A couple other complications there. Um, so, complications. Yeah. I mean, and, they're not, there's the no way New Jersey's at 10%. The type of housing yeah, in New Jersey. AKA vertical. Right? Vertical housing. Yeah. Or I mean, I I know that I know or street my, so parking. my family roots are in Nutley, New Jersey, which is like kind of a an older, pristine, like old money town. Mm-hmm. Just the the electrical infrastructure alone can't in that town, it. I know, can't support it right now. They don't and have like the outlets the with the two plugs. Cities. They don't even have the ground. Yeah. <laughs> No, they don't have the ground. Like, the, and that's one of the most affluent cities in New Jersey. And they wouldn't like the the, the electrical infrastructure would have to get there first. Yeah. So right. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We know where thus far legislation has uh, led us when that's driving uh, or that's superseding consumer demand. So we'll see what happens with New Jersey. But the good news is New Jersey isn't that far from another state. Pennsylvania. Hey. That's right. You can get what you need in Pennsylvania, always. (laughs) (laughs) Always. There we go. Well, speaking of getting what Paul needs. I need some digital keys in my life. Paul wants some digital keys. Imagine a world where losing your key doesn't actually matter. Some of the brightest minds are doing just that as digital keys are steadily making their way to center stage. Adoption is growing. Questions around technology choices, security, and compatibility remain. Uh, Daniel Knobloch, the vice president and board member at Car Connectivity Consortium, who knew that even existed, uh, who also (laughs) worked for over seven years as a wireless systems architect at BMW, talks about the emerging tech on an interview that we found on The Verge. Um, the, the, the conversation that with him centered around like the discovery of technology and what technology is going to be most used as we move forward. We've seen implementations around Bluetooth and NFC. Um, so there's kind of these three, uh, standards that are making their way in. One is NFC. So that stands for near field communication. If you've ever tapped like your, your, your wallet or your Google pay, you've used NFC, or ultra wideband, uh, which allows for connectivity over longer distances than NFC uh, so that people can unlock or lock their car digitally. Uh, and then the other one is Bluetooth, which uh, right now is probably the most used in key technologies, um, but uh, it allows for like that moderate data data exchange, uh, moderate range data exchange so that you can lock, unlock vehicle uh, and do that within range. So uh, it's it's a it's it's still like 
very new. You know, I've got the ability to lock, unlock, and start my car, my Mazda, from my phone. Like app-based, um, right? Yeah, app-based, but not like... But you can't native, get in and drive it right? away without no, the key, not. right? You definitely. could start it. You could get in it. You can unlock it. You could start it, right? People asking, you know, what happens if the battery dies? If you have the NFC, like where the chip is built into the phone, it will work even yep. if the battery's dead. Just like, I mean, that's a very familiar thing, like the key fob, right? The battery's dead. You can actually push the start button with the key fob and the chip is close enough for it to read. But look, all I'm saying is this. I don't think it's going to be any less secure than a key fob right now because I've seen how people can repeat those things. And if it's got to be the chip that's in your phone, it knows how close that chip is to the vehicle. Like it's not going to start if you're sitting in the cafe and your car's in the parking space because it knows no, you're absolutely. not in the car. And the second I can get rid of this, right? I get rid of these. I'm just a happy well, man. I think the whole point of this is, is discovering like the mix of technologies. Cause right now the, the cars that are using NFC still require you to pull that phone out of your, out of your pocket. And that's the thing. Yeah. I don't want that either. To. Right. Yeah. You don't want that either because you've gotten used to leaving your keys in your pocket. Yeah. So what's the combination? I mean, the phone usually comes out of the pocket anyway. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, Who's driving with their phone that. in their pocket? The second you realize you're driving with your phone in your pocket, you're like, get, get this thing out of here. You know, but but for women, often it's in a purse or a bag anyway, yep. right? And it's already out. Look, that, it seems like, I'm actually surprised we're not further along in this. I know, right? Because it seems like a lot of other things just happen this way. Like my building, when I walk into the studio here, right? You get close and the little thing in the door goes, Cling, right i don't need to right. hold the thing up to the phone it knows i'm there so i mean it's just like hey, yeah but paul building paul it's the building paul i went to walmart oh here oh, you, go. <laughs> oh, you can't use apple pay they still don't I have apple pay coming. google wallet so That's if, because if walmart can't pull it off what is this because whatever company's got that contract has it so <laughs> it dialed it in with legal up. when they signed it that they're like, I know that you're the biggest retailer. I know that everybody wants it. I know it's even way more secure. But guess what? We're here until, you know, we're going to. In the year. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know they when they have that him. contract they locked up. on that 30-year contract <laughs> like <laughs> a boss. <laughs> oh, so well, whatever's going on with you today, we hope you get out there. Um, you implement some new ideas. You share some experiences with some other people so that we can serve people better. We can sell more cars, make more money, and love on some folks.